0: The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here this week. I am Ryan Corella. I am joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? Everything's going great, buddy. Everything's going great. There's not a single not great thing in your world right now. Are you willing to make that statement? That seems kind of broad. Oh, well, in that, in that case, no. Uh,
1: you know me. That's, that's not the case.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, you meant my whole life. Oh, well, that's a smoldering mess.
1: Oh, yeah. And it has been for a few years. Um uh, <laughs> No, okay, no. If, if you want to be working on us, I'd much rather we, you and me, to be doing this show from uh, our home in Los Angeles.
0: Oh, you want to move into the big I, city and the out west and be a
1: star? I no, not even that. I just want to get go out to L.A. I mean, L.A.'s where it's at, man. I mean, it, everything's out there. Everything is out there.
0: We got stuff here in Miami. Uh, I don't know. It's
1: not not stuff for we me. We got a really.
0: checkers down the street. Wait, what? Yeah, it's, you didn't know we had checkers? It's good. Wait. That might be sort of inside baseball because people out west maybe don't know what Checkers is. I know it's called rallies in some places. Wow, we're off topic. Let's get back into it. I mean, I was, wait, there's the McDonald's on, on 97th and the cross
1: street. Yeah. I'm not going to give away too many geography landmarks in case someone wants to, like, find you. Sure. But are you saying that's on the other side?
0: There's one west of here.
1: Well, I don't doubt that there's one west of here. Like, yes, s- the United States is also west of here.
0: So is the world. So do you want me to do more fast food talk or can we get to the subjects at hand?
1: Isn't this break the business, how to like get into the fast food industry? <laughs> By the way, don't serve breakfast all day. Did, did you read that story on like MSN Money? How like the franchisee of McDonald's are saying like breakfast are, is killing us. Are
0: not happy that they have to do all day breakfast now?
1: All day breakfast, yeah, because also items are cheaper and now it's just it screws up the assembly line.
0: For the love of God, can I get into the show? Um, Okay. Thank you all for listening. If you if you want to uh, help move our great content forward, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. You can reach me on Twitter at Ryan K A I R. That's Ryan at Ryan K A I R. I had a piece of advice from my brother who texted me and said the way that I should be giving my Twitter handle out because it's kind of hard to spell and pronounce mm-hmm. is I should be saying Ryan K Air. Is that is that work or do you think that's too weird? I think that that's too weird. So I should just go back to the uh, old form, Ryan K A I R. Not
1: to disagree with your brother, which whichever one it is, they're both successful in what they do, wildly more so than both of us. Yeah, well, you know, but K Air, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like actually, if I, sound, if I started an airline,
0: you're right. Let's get to your Twitter handle, which is rolls off the tongue far more. We can all agree at D K A Y E D K one zero two seven. You know what? screw you, all right. Wait, was there not was DK just not available by itself? Whatever, I, I created that thing just to follow people and get information. And now you didn't count on the fact that you'd become a big podcasting star and that people might want to follow you.
1: I didn't think I was going to be an icon of my generation. These things are, but this was forced upon me. All right, the mantle was thrust upon me. I gladly accept it on but- your behalf. <laughs>
0: You can also email the podcast at BreakTheBusiness at gmail.com. That's BreakTheBusiness, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, coming up in the next segment, we have our first in-studio guest, if you can believe it. We've had some great artists come in and interview, and they've all been on our Skype machine. But now we get the real in-studio feel. We have Chris Corey coming in. He's a social media and e-commerce expert. Um Owns a multi-million dollars multinational e e-commerce company. And why I'm excited to have him in here, Dave, is I'm going to challenge him by saying, look, you do e-commerce for these big Fortune 500 companies, but now I want you to use those skills to help indie artists with limited budgets... And you know how would you advise them on moving their careers forward? That should be a really interesting conversation. I'm really excited to have him in the studio this segment. Although I'm a little nervous because we've never had a guest in here other than you or me, and you know the studio is kind of a mess. You know it's not aesthetically pleasing. No, no,
1: no, no, no. no. This we have we're getting big time now, buddy. With the in studio guests, it means we're taking off. We're bigger. We had to. Fly him in, first-class tickets. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you, it was a nightmare. I'm going to go through his people, and I'll, I'll I'll give you the uh, the invoices later on to reimburse me. Oh, oh naturally. Yeah, but no, uh, no, 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 man.
0: It's We're, we're big time, remember? Shh, don't tell them. We're big time. <laughs> and we've never had three mics running in here at the same time. I don't know how that's going to go. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Tune in next segment if for no other reason that this whole studio might catch fire, or you'll get some good e-commerce advice. Either way, seems like a good interview, right? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Awesome. Uh, Let me give a quick update on my book before we get to the interview in the next segment. Um, Just because it's getting closer. You know, I was nervous last week. The nerves are only getting more and more as as we're getting closer to it. Excitement is in the air. I was walking down the street and a guy asked, hey, Dave,
1: when's the book coming out for Ryan, man? I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask him. (laughs) Seriously, man, that guy just totally asked. Just some guy on the street. Yeah. He said like, hey, man, I love the show.
0: Oh, he knew you too. And he knew you as a person on the show. Yeah. And he wants to know when your book's coming out. <laughs> it said uh, It's still slated to come out in December, but I have to get a bunch of stuff in for the book this week. You know, the publisher said we need all this stuff now so that we can start putting it together, get your book out uh, as soon as possible. And so I've been pretty slammed because I'm still trying to do my legal practice and get all this stuff together for the book. And it's, and it's madness. And what has sort of kept me sane throughout the experience is I have sent advanced copies to some of my artist colleagues, some of the indie artists that we've worked with, some that we've interviewed here on the show mm-hmm. and I've heard very kind things about the book. Oh, they've said that this is the that, that i'm that I'm that they, I have the right idea that I'm sort of that this could be a very valuable thing for musicians, and to hear that from musicians, it made me feel really good and I feel like i'm I feel like I might be onto something here. who knows? That's great that uh, those people get to read an advanced copy of your
1: book. I'm so glad that they get to read the work product. You, you seem a
0: little upset about this. Are you all right?
1: Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I'm here and I still haven't read the book, you know. So, I mean, what's with that? Are you trying to give me a message
0: here? Do you want me to send you an advanced copy? I feel bad now.
1: Uh, yes. Are you
0: actually going to read it if I send it to you? I know you're a busy guy, too.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You didn't consider that, did you? You didn't consider that if I actually sent you the book, you'd have to read it. Now, now are we talking about a book or like a pamphlet? Uh, It's 73,000 words. So it's not quite more war and peace, but we're not talking about like a little novella here either. Okay. It's got some heft to it.
1: So it's not like something you go to a clinic and, you know, study up on like a quick little thing. That's
0: right. Hmm. Damn. And I'll expect like a full book report. Like I'll ask you random questions that that you won't know if you just skim the book. Well, I'm, are you ready for that responsibility? Because well, if so, I'll send you an advanced copy of the well, book.
1: Well, I've been listening to uh, our interviews, so I'm pretty sure that a lot of those ideas are probably in there too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wrote a book uh, praising uh, record executives and managers and momagers, momagers, <laughs> I, I'd be severely disappointed because I'd be like, whoa, man, we're off message here.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, but
1: anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad everyone loves it and uh, – like I told you, I told you last week, man, it's going to do great.
0: Oh, no, oh, no no need to worry. We'll see. It's going to be fine. Well, the, the one piece about it that I didn't consider and why I'm sort of rushing right now to get stuff out, and I didn't think of this at the time, is the publisher needs everything for the book. And I mean everything, every little detail. And so they, in the book, I, I, uh, I, sugge- I have diagrams mm-hmm. where I say, you know, check this out in figure a, and I've never actually made the diagrams because I figured I'd just do that later. So right now it just literally says insert diagram a here. And so the editor was like, you know, you'll probably want a diagram for that eventually. I was like, that's a very good point. And I was like, well, can you, can you sort of like interpret what should be in the diagram based on like what I wrote in the book? And he's like, no, you have to send us the diagram. So like I have to make these now. And I didn't think of this when I was writing the book. Cause I was just like, Oh, I'll put insert diagram here and I'll get to it later. Well, later is now. And I have no diagrams and I have to draw them up. That's hilarious. I don't even know how to draw them. Like, I mean, I mean, if it's anything more than just a basic Microsoft word table, like I'm literally going to have to draw it on a sheet of paper and oh, scan get, it get and send paper. it to them get graph paper, graph paper with yeah. a protractor number two pencil you know it'll be like i'll be like geometry the old days and their graphics department is going to have me executed once i send them this they're gonna be so mad but it's it's the only way i can make some of these diagrams that's hilarious i had no
1: idea you literally had placeholders of oh c figure a c yeah. table b and we're like and it's
0: blank oh crap
1: wait a minute i don't have those things <laughs>
0: And, and watch just I never watch that. I just never get have the time to get these things done. And if you get a copy of the book and it still says insert figure A here or maybe I'll change it to use your imagination for what figure A looks like. No, no, no. What you do is that's uh, why because I was no, too lazy. No, 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 done.
1: No, no, you do C figure A, C table B, C you know, appendix C, whatever. You always have asterisks at the very back. You go, you know, uh, tables, figures and appendix is sold separately. it's it's dlc yeah it's it's gonna be
0: downloadable content oh
1: yes you're right because that's what you know everything's going through electronic and we're keeping up with the medium right that's right the whole thing is like artists use 21st 21st century technology at your fingertips to do this that's right man dlc
0: uh book content so the books is the base product but if you want the tables and charts that's like a 49.99 yeah uh, DLC fee, I like it. And if you want the spell of reckoning and
1: like plus five mana boots, also you gotta like that's 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 good <laughs> stuff, man. That's what you gotta use.
0: <laughs> oh man, I don't know how I'm gonna get all this stuff out. Oh, yeah, you know, just, if you don't
1: want, you just you don't have to.
0: You know, people who write books have often said that the best part about writing the book is the stuff that you do after you write the book, like when you actually get to see have people read it and see what they say, and that everything up to it including the actual writing process, totally sucks. And yeah, I kind of get that now. And what authority are you having this? Well, this is something writers say. Did Mary Shelley tell you this? Mary Shelley? All right, we're back to musty references again. Is Mary Shelley... When did she die, like 100 years ago? Hold on a second. All right. Movies have been around since the 20th century.
1: Books have been around a little bit longer. Sure. So, you know, there's a whole
0: bunch to choose from. Yes, including many modern writers. Like, you could have said, oh, Michael Crichton, Dan Brown.
2: But even no, you Michael, went to
0: Mary Shelley. You know, I think Michael Crichton, even though for your standards, is getting a bit musty. Not as musty as Mary Shelley. I wouldn't be as upset with you for your old references. I how about Ovid? Ovid? What's Ovid?
1: Oh, well, this is an embarrassing point of the podcast where I bring up something from, like, a,
0: like, an ancient Roman writer. Oh, and, God. Uh, you don't even know. All right, uh, we'll have Chris Corey coming up next in the next segment. We'll be right back on the Break the Business Podcast. Are you an independent artist looking to promote a recent release or crowdfunding campaign? If so, the Break the Business Podcast would love to help you out by giving you a shout-out on the air. Email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com and tell us about yourself and your project. It won't cost you anything. We're just looking for a way to give back to the artistic community that's given us so much. Again, that's BreakTheBusiness at gmail.com for a free shout-out. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the podcast. He's an author, entrepreneur, and owner of a global advertising agency. His latest work is EDAPT, a book about how entrepreneurs can thrive in the world of e commerce. And he is here today to show us how those e commerce principles can be applied to the work of artist entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Corey is on the Break the Business podcast. Hey, Chris.
2: How's it going everyone? I don't think I will have the uh, the voice that Ryan has, but uh, he's been doing this a while, so won't this feel is, bad about myself.
1: This is really great, man. We got our first
0: in-house guest here. I was just thinking that, and I bet the more devoted listeners have noticed that whenever we've had guests, it's always been on Skype and we actually have you live in the room, you're talking on a microphone, you got the headphones in. you are in our studio palace. How beautiful and expensive is this, right?
2: Man, I love it, and especially because Ryan uses such great hand gestures. My (laughs) ADD will be going crazy during this this uh podcast but i'm really excited to be here guys thanks for having me on
1: yeah yeah the <laughs> listeners what you don't see every single time you're hearing ryan is essentially he's a navy signal man from the 19th century with like flags <laughs> all the time just gyrating and it, how it's close quite are we to
2: the airport i'm just worried the 737 <laughs> might land <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah the pilot's gonna say hey man you, you brought me in what's going on
0: here's the other fear i have with this format and not the fear of the 737 coming in, which we can only agree is like a 50-50 <laughs> chance at worst, um, is the fact that we've never had three mics running at the same time. And this is not the most impressive of mixers that we're running into. And do you remember that scene from Wayne's World where they were recording like one of their TV shows and then like the machine started sparking and the guy had to start whacking it with a wrench? But yeah. it, was all good. That, it was all good. I'm just saying that's what's going to happen here. Yeah. Like if, if you just hear a bunch of like... That's me beating the machine with a wrench because it started sparking because we're doing way more than this limited piece of technology was designed for.
1: Yeah. Now, do we also have the same sort of questions from Wayne's World?
0: That would be awesome. Yeah.
1: But the visual gag won't work, though, because I don't have, like, the thing, the car that says, this guy blows goats.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's he's, uh, Noah from Noah's Arcade, basically. No, he's much, much cooler than Noah from Noah's Arcade. And here's why I'm really happy to have you here, Chris. You, you do internet marketing e-commerce for big companies, Fortune 500 companies, the ones who have the big wallets, the ones who make big dollars, and I feel like we've sort of kidnapped you and we have you here and you're going to be on the side of good because we're going to have you apply those same principles that you use for your big dollar clients and use them to give some tips to regular indie artist entrepreneurs out there. We got you on the side of good this week and I'm pretty excited about that.
2: It's very nice not to be selling my soul. Right now, <laughs>
0: for the next twenty minutes. For the anyway. next twenty minutes, you know, we'll I stop recording and then right back to selling the soul. <laughs> right back to it.
1: <laughs> You'll go back to working for uh, music industry fat cat.
0: That's right. Yeah. Oh, from uh, oh, Chris is going to have to find that joke from last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so even though, as as you told us during before we had you in here, you're not a musician. You've never, you know, you don't play any instruments, as far as I know, but. I think despite that fact, you've sort of embraced the indie artist, entrepreneur lifestyle and philosophy because you've never had a boss in your life other than yourself. You've always had ran your own businesses. And I think it would be cool for the artists out there to hear a little bit about your background and see how you might have had the similar stories to them in terms of being your own man and
2: you know running your own industries. Okay, so let me correct you real quick. You said I don't play a musical instrument. Okay, I can't play a musical <laughs> instrument. <laughs> so that was never an important even, distinction that was never even on the table for me. Uh, Ryan's Ryan's correct, and and it's something that people find uh, impressive, but to me, it's just something that naturally happened with me. I'm not great with authority, so going you know going to work for a corporation just wasn't a wasn't in the cards. Right out of college I got into the nightclub music hall business. So I got to work with wonderful artists and 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 people that really stayed true to themselves uh and and that's a great message. The people on on top. Yeah, there's a business side to everything and the business I believe and we all discussed this before the podcast went live, the strategies behind business uh are an art form themselves because you can you can see all the success stories out there and all the failure stories out there, and and the success stories have a pattern to them. Uh, the strategy was perfect timing, hit the market at the right time, and blew up. You know The failure stories might have had a wonderful product, but maybe you missed the market.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you, you bring up a very, very good point um, that we talked about, and I, I want to sort of highlight it because I think it's so important. And I often get snickers when I say this because it makes me sound like I'm some you know, big business corporate guy. But what I've always told artists is the, the marketing of your career, the promotion of your career, the business side of your indie music career takes just as much artistry, just as much creativity and just as much innovation as your creative product. And although that gives me, you know, gets snickers from people (laughs) when I say that was that, that was was more of a scoff than a snicker. Okay. Well, still, I I find it's fanciful and not real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but most of the big-time indie artists that, that I've spoken to, they they all wholeheartedly agree with that, except they'll probably revise it by saying, oh, no, no, the business side actually requires more creativity and more time than what I put into the studio. A couple weeks ago, Chris, we had uh, we had an artist on the podcast named J.P. Caleo, great indie artist. Um, he does some really cool stuff with his career. And one of the things that he told us is that the most important thing that indie artists should be doing and not enough of them are doing is having just a really good, really well put together, very welcoming website. And so, I mean, as an e-commerce expert, maybe you could give some, give the indie artists out there some tips on creating a good website
2: and particularly creating one on a budget. Okay. So here I'm going to, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you guys. So half of all website traffic comes from organic traffic, which means comes from the search engines from people that have no idea that you play music or that you're an actor, that you're a songwriter, half, the other half is your brand. So when you get out there and you create a website and you create this phenomenal website that promotes your brand as an indie artist, but you leave off half the uh, the other side of the business, which is making sure that the search engines and the social media algorithms know that you're there and what you do. Indie. I'm an indie artist out of San Francisco. You don't speak to them, and people miss those technical aspects of the business all the time.
0: The search engine optimization aspects, or and
2: I hate that term more than anything <laughs> because it is a it is a pigeonholing term for for just speaking to the internet. Let's 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 say speak to the internet. Well, can you give us some specific mechanics on how to speak to the internet? Fantastic. So people will create this very creative and welcoming and engaging website, but they don't realize that you're not talking to a person. You're talking to a machine and the machine, all it can do is read the code on your website. Now I know this is where it gets technical, but it's really simple. Each page on your website should target in what that page is talking about. If it's a biography of you it's about Ryan Corrella, Break the Business. If it's a contact page, it's contact Ryan Corrella about Break the Business. That is all the code says, and it says it exactly like that. If it, one of your pages is the song you're releasing, you have to actually put that in the code. So you have to find somebody who knows how to adjust code and put that in your website, and half of your traffic will come from people who do not know who you are, Mm-hmm. and and, uh, and we'll engage with the site.
0: That's uh, funny that you say you need somebody who knows how to do the coding aspect. Uh, that reminds me of Mary Amber back on our very first episode of the Break the Business podcast. Right, a long time ago now. Um, right. You should check out her website, Chris, uh, when we when we get out of here. But she has a very well put together website that is very searchable. It's very easy to find. And when you get there, it's a great website. And And when we wanted to credit her for it and congratulate her for it, because it's honestly one of the best indie artist websites I've ever seen, the first person she thanked was her boyfriend. She said Patrick. That's yeah, Patrick. Her Patrick was the guy who who made it all happen. He's he was really sharp with this stuff. And it gets back to what we talked about with the three F's, your friends, family, fans, using those people in your inner circle to get your career off the ground and get some of those things that you need at discounted rates, but also somebody who you know will give you the time to actually help with you, help you and work with you. And, you know, before you go out and search the world for stuff, it's good to, you know, work within that inner network and maybe find somebody in that network who at least knows somebody who can do those things.
2: Your power sphere, as they call oh, it. Oh, I like that better your than friends, family, and fans. That is
1: so much. He just totally, like, shot down your crap.
2: I know. Basically. Like my
1: book talks about the three Fs, but power sphere sounds so much cooler. Power I think... Chris, I mean, I think I want to start looking at your book instead. I mean... (laughs) It's a good book. I've read it. It's... EDAPT, right? Should this be the EDAPT podcast? We just... Format change, middle of the show. Right now. It's the EDAPT podcast. (laughs) We're done. We're done with regular business.
2: To to talk more about websites, so that's the technical aspect, which most people find, you know, yawn-worthy, boring, right? But here's the other thing that irks me. You are an artist, which means, like, you know, John Lennon from The Departed, give me a tuba and I'll make something out of it. But too many times, we'll get an artist or an actor, and we'll say, you know, our creative department will ask a ton of questions. How would you like your website laid out or whatever? And then they give us a bunch of other artists' website, websites. And how does that make any sense, right? Look, this is what they're doing. I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. You're an artist. Be different. Be an artist. And normally, when I say that, it comes with a bunch of curse words. <laughs> But we're keeping it clean today. But that is such an important message. You are an artist. Make your your website about you. You are an individual. You're unique. Do it. So recycled
1: content probably isn't the best thing in the world for an artist. Not the best thing.
0: I know what you're going to do. Go ahead. Finish your stupid joke.
1: Well, I guess Ryan, Ryan Adams, 1989.
0: Thank huh? you. You SOB. This is is the third week in a row you've decided to make your little... We get it. Well, everyone's agreeing with me.
1: No
2: one's agreeing with you. So, wait. I wasn't told I can curse in acronyms. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Feel feel free to do that. Because I'm ready to FY all day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um,
0: So, should should, should we talk to... now? you know what? I was going to say, should we bring Chris in on this Ryan Adams thing? But no, let's don't worry about it. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Instead, I want to talk to you about social media. Okay. Okay. and we had a uh, DJ Spruik on a couple weeks ago who gave us some great tips on how to get more likes on Facebook, how to get more follows on Twitter. And, you know, but I feel like to just ask you those same questions doesn't really take advantage of having, you know, an expert like you in here. And so instead I want to, you know, we already hashed that out in a previous episode. So what I want to ask you is to talk a little bit more about global social media strategy and how to use this platform and how to use the different social media sites out there to grow your
2: brand and to drive more traffic to you. Okay. So I'm going to give you two uh, examples here. Number one, as soon as a social media platform does their IPO, which is their initial public offering, they've sold out to the corporate America, which is fine. I would do the same exact thing for billions of dollars. (laughs) They now are responsible to their stockholders to show profit or progress. One of the two. So everything in creating your network and growing your network becomes about money, right? That's example number one. Now, let me show you example number two. Eastern Airlines just recently launched out of Miami, okay? Mm -hmm. We threw an event at a hangar at Tamiami Airport where we pulled one of the 737s directly into the hangar, and it was part of the party. Our social media networks exploded, and guess what? that was free we didn't pay for that why did it explode because it goes back to my example as i was telling you fine gentlemen in our really tiny room here uh (laughs) about the illusion of social media and how you if you're a really good social media uh media marketer you're an illusionist right what were we saying we were saying look at this 737 in your face On social media, on these pictures. But really what we're saying is, like Eastern Airlines, (laughs) share Eastern Airlines. Okay? So when you're looking at your social media strategy, remember, you don't say follow us on Twitter. Right? That is a direct sell. That's for billboards and print advertising and display advertising. You need to be creative and funny And you're saying, in one hand, look at me, I'm an indie artist in San Francisco, and I just took a selfie with a shark in the background, you know, or whatever, at a zoo, right? Really, what I'm saying is, listen to my music, just like that.
0: On a completely unrelated nice. note, be sure to follow uh, me on Twitter
2: at Ryan K-A-I-R.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking the intro to every single show we have is you saying, follow us. following us on Twitter. At, yeah. So we have to stop that
2: now. What I would say was, I'm doing this podcast from a very small room because I love you guys. <laughs> and I'm posting the podcast on Twitter where you can hear about my funny jokes about Ryan Adams from 1989. <laughs>
1: Well, no, it's not from nineteen eighty nine. It's just that he's he completely ripped off in his creative way a one to one cover. It's not important, Chris. It just stinks. Just know that.
2: <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm not going to get into
0: this discussion.
1: Well, what's really
2: again. funny is 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 marketing, uh, especially with large Fortune five hundred companies. As you can tell from the movie business, is a lot about recreating. If you want to use the word rip off, I say recreating the wheel. You know, so I'm I'm on Ryan's side on this one. Yeah, Ryan Adams or Ryan Carella, Bo- <laughs> both. Both Ryan Adams, call me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what it is. He doesn't want to piss off anybody who's got money who could uh, use his
1: company's services. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh God, why is Chris Corey always on the side of Ryan Adams?
0: It's like <laughs> it's like you want to work with him or something or any of these guys. Um. All right, so I, I want to kind of get even more global with uh with e-commerce, and internet marketing, and I'm going to ask you this first question and then it'll have a, a second sub question after it. Um, if I'm an indie artist, I have a budget of zero dollars, which is slightly less than what you normally get for your e-commerce <laughs> activities, I'm sure with your clients. I have zero dollars, but I want to have some kind of internet presence other than you know me just you know having a mailing list and shouting from the rooftops that I exist. what what, what could I what could I and should I do? With zero dollars to at least get myself started.
2: Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna answer your question with a recent example in the social media world. Nice. And I think he is now the king of indie artist social media, which is Little Dicky, made a made a music video for free. Now he's touring. Okay. So number one, I'm gonna answer your questions with have balls, guts. Am I allowed to say that? No, well, you just did yeah. so. Okay, <laughs> you have to have guts. You have to be willing to take chances. Not all of your social media ideas are going to turn out into the ice bucket challenge. You have to be willing to fail. Come up with creative ideas and follow through, even when people say that's dumb, right? Follow through with your creative ideas. They don't all just magically go to the, to the ice bucket challenge, okay? So number one, you have no budget. You're an indie artist, but what you do have is time. Because if you have no budget, I'm guessing you're not getting booked a whole hell of a lot. (laughs) Use the capital that you have, which is time capital. A pretty valuable piece of capital. It is a very piece. And when you do get successful, guess what? It is the capital that you spend the most time managing. But until you get there, come up with creative ideas. Spend time on it. It doesn't have to be a spontaneous, I poured a bucket of ice um, for ALS on my head. No, it's a well thought out. Hey, let's set the stage for something. I have a backyard. Why don't I just start playing music back here in the backyard? And when the neighbors come to, you know, to yell at me, let's record them. <laughs> I just came up with that in two seconds here while I'm staring at a microphone and a filter thing. I don't – I'm never – a popper? I don't a know, pop filter. A pop filter, which I, which out of all the radio shows I've ever done, I've never known the name of this thing. Oh, there you go. So thank you very much, Ryan. I so appreciate it. So
0: we're learning a lot from you, and you're learning a, a tiny bit from us in exchange. <laughs> it's so a symbiotic
2: relationship. <laughs> from, for a final thought for you indie artists with no budget but a ton of time, I would say get off your butt and Work? Work? Work on your social media campaigns. Work. So they, they spend a lot of time whining. I get a lot of people with no budget coming to me, and this isn't a popular... I'm on the side of artists, remember this, but I get a lot of whining, right? And whining without a solution is, or complaining without a solution is whining. I think Reagan said that. Somebody said that, but... <laughs> we'll take your word for it. <laughs> that That is always the number one thing that, that we tell clients. And I've had clients... Uh, especially startup companies, Mm -hmm. which are my favorite, they always come in and they say, hi, Chris, I've seen you on the magazine covers. I've seen your book. Um, I want to partner with you in my company. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, but my company doesn't exist yet. I want you to create it, make it famous and make me rich. And then you get a piece of it. (laughs) I swear. And, And indie artists, you know, they kind of have that idea too. No. Get off your butt, lay the groundwork, work hard at your social media, work hard at your music, which I know is your passion, and then come to come to somebody who has a strategy with a product.
0: Mhm. Right.
2: Right. Give them give give somebody like you something to work with. Something to work with. All we need we don't need a lot, but if you come to us with 500,000 likes on Facebook and a million Twitter followers, Guess what? You're going to get a lot more reciprocation as far as enthusiasm and excitement from somebody like me than if you come and say, My music is awesome. Okay. <laughs> Especially, it's a lot easier
1: to sell the car that's right there in the showroom as opposed to the empty space right next to it that says, oh, I've got a great idea for a car that's going to be here in a few years. Sell that for me.
2: I have been, I have been accused of being a little rough on entrepreneurs, but remember that it's, it's not something that I've never done to myself. I was a broke entrepreneur at 22 years old, not wanting to go work for Enterprise Rent-A-Cars, which is what everybody did in <laughs> 2005 after graduating college they had a wonderful managerial program but i just couldn't see myself doing that nothing against it i have friends that still work for enterprise wonderful company you know i'd love to work for them too and uh <laughs> i was about to say we
0: like we were this close to getting enterprise rent of as the sponsor for this podcast and they're going to back out now, now so thanks
2: now it's gone uh <laughs> now we gotta do dollar jeez <laughs> <laughs> I believe they just text me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, let me get to the well, so, so now the second part of this question. So you've just advised the social the 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 independent artist entrepreneur with zero dollars in the bank. What would you what would you recommend for the artist who's got, let's say, two grand to spend, two grand to burn? So not enough to you know get a full suite of services from like a real honest to god e commerce company, but it's got a little bit of money to spend to get some things done. But if you only got two thousand dollars to spend, what do you spend it on?
2: You break it up. So what you do is you would spend $1,000 on, of that on, I would say, you know, social media promoting your, you know. So spend the money with the social media outlets. They'll give you the product back. And then the other half of it I would spend on PR. Remember what Bill Gates said. If he had $2 left, he'd spend one of them on PR. <laughs> Believe it or not, you can get PR for $1,000 a month. Don't go hire a PR agency. By the way, one of the largest ripoffs in the history of the world. If you don't believe me, go ask a PR company for a proposal and then ask them for the deliverables. It's a lot of, we will try to do this. You can get PR on your own. Find the PR outlets, find the reporters, and contact them directly. But you need to have a story to pitch them. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's the other thing I get in trouble for a lot. I actually work with a lot of PR agencies. <laughs> and, and I, and I kind of make fun of them. I say... You're listening to the Burn the Bridges podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, do we, do we even want us to put this up
1: here?
0: Or are we just going to be talking to ourselves?
2: No, put it up. Put it up. It's nothing I haven't said to people face-to-face, so I'm not scared to say it.
0: Well, I, what you have said is something I've heard from many indie artists before. Um, they often have a lot of discontent for PR companies because they say they always want a flat fee, you know, and, you know, they don't, they never take a piece of the project. They always want a flat fee and they'll tell you right up straight out. We could do all this work for you and deliver you nothing. There's no guarantee of success in what we do. You could be throwing money at us and getting nothing for it.
2: That's absolutely and it's scary. True. And the reason why it's, it's not completely the PR agency's fault. You can't sell a story that does not exist. They're not going to publish a story that does not exist. And the, if the story is you, you better do something that's worth a story. And if you do something worth a story, you can you can go straight to the reporters, straight to the media outlets, and pitch them yourselves. Um, so I want to go back to that
0: first thousand you talked about with mm-hmm. spending that on social media. Uh, how exactly do I spend that thousand? Like, do I just like mail a check to Facebook and say, pretty please? Or like, what, what, what does that thousand dollars go toward?
2: Great question. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram now have spent millions and millions of dollars making their, uh, let's say advertising platform friendly for the lay person you do not have to be a social media expert to build a social media campaign that promotes your facebook business page or your twitter page
0: oh and so and and you just use the and you spend the money on those campaigns i promise and-
2: i promise you go on your facebook page or your twitter page there's going to be what's called a call to action something saying promote your page Mm-hmm. Click on that button, go on YouTube, and type in, how do I create a Facebook campaign? <laughs> Watch that three-minute video. Go back to the, it's called a content management system. It's a its a system in where Facebook or whoever is going to manage how they promote your campaign. And then they're going to review your campaign for 24 hours and then tell you whether or not it fits their guidelines. Cool. That's interesting.
0: It. I mean, yeah, we didn't know that. now that's why we have chris here we all learn together uh before we let you go because you know i know you're busy even on a saturday um can you give us any last you know general tips that you'd give to indie artists entrepreneurs out there that's you know relevant to your field
2: work your butt off work work i I know that might sound old-fashioned but work bang on doors don't be, don't be afraid to get no's. A lot of times we get entrepreneurs, indie artists who are a little timid. You're going to have to learn to kick a door down, deal with a receptionist to get to where you need to go. Because I think, Ryan, you know, in your career, you can absolutely agree with me that your network, your power sphere, <laughs> if it's more powerful because of the contacts you have, you have a much better chance of having doors open for you. So get out there and work and promote yourself.
0: Absolutely. And I imagine that the the, the hardest doors to open are those first few doors.
2: And here's, here's to, you know, because that's a very general idea. But here's, here's a little bit more of a schedule. So let's say you have five days a week that you're working. Mm-hmm. Okay. Set two of those days, eight hours. Make a list of places that you're going to go. And for those two days, that's all you do don't don't say generally i'm gonna go knock on doors set specific parameters for tuesday is i hate tuesday because i get a lot of nose tuesday (laughs) right it helps it helps you to compartmentalize the sucky part of growing your (laughs) your business so that it's a little bit more uh you know direct advice there that's smart You know, I think many artists just sort
0: of see that sort of process as just, oh, it's a regular thing that I'll do throughout my career, but you're saying, no,
2: yeah, this is, is, I do this today. This is what I do all day for my career. Don't do that. So to give you an example, when I was 22, no one wanted to work with me. Who's going to want to work with a 22-year-old guy that calls a talent buyer and says, I want your band to come in. Oh, by the way, you know, my, my venue is brand new. I got so many no's. And I called it, you know, I forgot what the name was. It had another expletive in it, but it was a Tuesday. <laughs> and to this day, I kind of dislike Tuesdays, even though I don't do that anymore. Because <laughs> it was Tuesday that I did it. And I only did it one day a week, but I really did it. I mean, I put my big boy pants on or big girl pants on, you know, you know that you got to be politically correct. There you go. Yeah. And it's uh, important. And did that. So <laughs> so create a, create a couple days out of the week where you know they're going to suck. But you'd be surprised what you run into by having a little bit of uh, uh, zest.
1: I guess also maybe follow uh, F No Tuesdays with Ice Cream Wednesdays. That's, That's right. Yeah
2: hey, yeah. hey, there you go. Yeah, you yeah.
0: you got to sort of you know, bandage yourself up after just getting one no yeah. after another.
2: I always landed up at a bar Tuesday night. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was my uh, <laughs> it kind of drowned the sorrows there. Well, I kind of want
0: to know what artists are in for when you were when you when you were starting these Tuesdays. What was your ratio of nos to yeses?
2: When I when I first yeah started, when you're first in it okay so here's thank you Ryan for asking that question so yeah let's go
0: back to your crippling failures and- <laughs> your
2: your first ten doors you bang down you are going to do something like this. Uh, um hello hey i'm uh i'm i'm chris and i own a music hall and i'd really like to have your band oh and by the way i'm not gonna you know pay you as much and whatever but there's a ton of value in investing in my nothing okay so you (laughs) so that's what it's gonna sound like that's okay okay because by the 20th time you do it you walk in there and you say guess what? I'm Chris and you're gonna, you want to work with me. Look at my social media. Look at this. Look who's, look who's also worked with me. Work with me because I'm standing in front of you and I'm not moving until you work with me. And guess what? You get a, a lot better response from people, especially successful people because most of the time they were in your shoes. When people come to me and they really blow it up and they have energy and enthusiasm and they're going to be successful with me or without me, guess what? I'd rather be on that train.
0: I love it. Hey, Chris, thanks very much for being on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time, actually coming into the studio, being our first
2: in-studio guest on the podcast. No problem, man. and I'm sorry you won't get any sponsors after having me on. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's all right. The whole premise of this show is pissing off the
1: music industry. That's whole, right. So yeah. you know,
2: I think, but I went into rental cars and PR agencies, yeah. and now there's nothing, you know, nothing. There's left. No, <laughs> no, we, we take the
1: uh, the General Sherman approach of scorched earth and everything. Right. There's another musty reference I right? I love
2: it. I love it. That's yeah. kind of how I do it. And I'm wearing an orange shirt too. Scorched earth for everybody. Go yeah. Canes. I, it's <laughs> all about the you guys. All about the you. Oh, oh screw there's, the game. Are, are we
0: going into sports talk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back on the burn the bridges. I mean, break. the the business, <laughs> break the business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at break at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan K.A.I.R. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to The Break the Business Podcast. Our thanks to Chris Corey for stopping by our first in-studio interview. He was great. That was a lot of fun. It was. It, it's cool to have a third person in here and get that dynamic. Yeah. Um, now, I noticed that,
1: uh, you know, I had to change my position. You did. For the interview, not you. You know, I think if any if anyone should have changed, it should have been you. I mean, mm-hmm. what did you bring to that?
0: <laughs> Literally Nothing. I was silent the whole time. That's what you're accusing me of being. I was the one asking the questions. I needed the first position on the microphone. Were you, were you really asking the questions? Oh, I guess not. Exactly. Or were the questions asking me? Who was the puppet? Who was the master? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, He was great. He, he had a lot of great insight for the artists out there. It was cool to get, you know, somebody who does e-commerce for big fortune 500 companies in on this podcast, advising, uh, humble indie artist entrepreneurs. He had some yeah. great, some great guidance, and I think the big lesson that has to be gathered from all this is that you got to hustle. Exactly, you got to work hard. You have to have that hustle gene. Guys like Chris can be very helpful in helping you build your career. You know, from the e-commerce, internet marketing, uh, social media management end. But you got to bring them something to work with. You have to bring them a biography. You have to bring them some work product. You have to bring them some brand so that they have at least a lump of clay that they can mold. Yeah. And I think that's what he was trying to impart to artists.
1: Yeah, I think it came across really good, and it should help a lot of people out.
0: Yeah, he's terrific. All right,
1: it is time for the D-block. All right, yeah, we uh, we had a good time last week uh, talking about uh, those uh, TV shows, like yeah. the Top 100, according to like the Hollywood Reporter. Um, but uh, now we're going to go back uh, to our, our fun game show. Oh.
0: Well, what I consider the fun game show. I don't find it as fun. Because you know? I lose all the time. So we're going to do Dave's As Yet Untitled Game Show this week. And each week I ask you if you finally come up with a title for the game show. Because it's been Dave's As Yet Untitled Game Show each week. And then I play the imaging and it's still the same title. And then I get angry with you and I just I don't even have the patience this week. So I'm just going to play the, the same stupid imaging. Here we go.
1: Now it's time for Dave's As Yet Untitled Game Show here on the Break the Business Podcast. Here's Dave. Thanks, Dave.
0: See, I, I I thought that if I didn't get my hopes up, it wouldn't hurt as much, but it still hurts. Well, okay. Do you want to know why? Sure. What's your explanation this week for not coming up with a title? Like, okay. I mean, can I come up, like, what if I just give you a title name?
1: Well, well, hold on a second. Let me give you the reason first. Okay. And then you can see if you want to, like, cross the line here. Um. So, <laughs> you, you know, we got the writers, right? we got the new writers. First batch of writers, you know, dead. Yes, you as, know. as you... Second batch of rights. That seems
0: like a huge liability hazard for us, but that's fine.
1: Um, I'm, I'm betting that police aren't listening. <clears throat> Plus, statute of limitations for murder has got to be up anyway. Well, it's not murder. That's right. It's not murder. <laughs> Shut up, Ryan.
0: <laughs> don't make me get rid of you too all right what happened after that
1: all right do you remember back i think it was like what was it oh five oh six i think it was like oh six remember the uh the writers guild of america yeah, went on strike
0: the wga strike
1: there was a lot of big a lot of shows got shut down um
0: a lot of reruns
1: a lot of movies uh kind of like uh, took a backseat. all right well these guys they weren't writers at that time but you know i gotta give them credit they show solidarity with their fellow uh, writers and people who've uh, practiced their craft. Mm-hmm. They are retroactively striking back oh. to the 2006 WGA. Strike. So this
0: was a, so your writers could not come up with a title this week because of a retroactive sympathy strike. Yes. From something that happened nine or 10 years yes, ago. I
1: think they found it on Google or something and they're like, Hey guys, we got to join in. What does it say about us that we weren't a part of this? We can't be scabs. So now you saying you want to come up with one right now, I feel like you'd be crossing the picket line.
0: Yes, I'm willing. I'm willing to scab to come up with a f- five word. Can we just call it "Days Before and After" game? That seems good. Know, that's, that's not catchy. You're saying that Dave's as yet untitled game show is catchier than "Days Before and After" game? Well, it's certainly its own special, unique brand.
1: You can't right? Exactly. How many like as yet unnamed restaurants, hair salons, sp- shoe companies do you have out there? none
0: all right and let's... why
1: because they're afraid to but we here at dave's as yet untitled game show we're not afraid so i think we're going to keep it or well, unless the people come off strike and they come up with something better then, you know uh,
0: can can we please email show game show title ideas to dave so it doesn't have to be dave's as yet untitled game show anymore email them to break the business at gmail.com tweet them to d k a y e one zero two seven <sighs> all right all right i'm, I'm feeling good my, you know, I've, I have had a really spectacular failure record on this show. I've, I've I don't think I've ever won this game show yet, you but I not. feel good this week. Yeah. I had a week off to kind of get my brain back to where it needs to be. And I think this is going to be the week that we get it together.
1: This is going to be the week we get together. And also, I've got some uh, new things for you here. I've actually come up with some category names that I've gotten written down here. And this is this will now help you out in determining which avenue you want to go, all right? Okay. Actually, this week I got four. I got four for you. Four for me. Yeah, so let me uh, tell them to you and our audience, and you will go ahead and pick, all right? All right, let's do this. All right, I think you're going to like this. Can't imagine. All right. One, we got Fred McMurray movies. Okay, that's not really the reaction I thought I was going to get. I thought that you would have been happy. We have uh, Make Ryan Mad, Make Ryan Furious, and make ryan happy
0: oh so those are the categories yes our fred mcmurray movies which i assume i'm just gonna get that one wrong make ryan mad um that doesn't sound particularly good make ryan furious you know see previous comments and make ryan happy okay so maybe i'll get that one right I'll go one for four and lose the game again and i'll get a, uh, you'll hear this a lot
1: wrong Ooh, yeah. that came out nice and loud today yeah let me Wrong! There we go.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's let's embarrass me. All right, let's we've got the first one, Fred McMurray movies. Can I just go ahead and just say I'm... Wrong! ...right now? Well, it's, it's whatever you want to do. You can
1: go in any order you want. I, I assume you may want to leave happy for last to sort of end on a good note. Yeah, let's... Oh, God, I hate you so much. Hey, I didn't have to put the Make Ryan Happy category up there. I could have put, like, Make Ryan Jump Out of a Ten-Story Window. Which actually... <laughs> Ooh. I think I'll save that one for next week.
0: All right, let's do this.
1: All right, what do you want?
0: Well, let's start with Fred McMurray. We'll go in the order that you said.
1: Okay, this is, this is going to be good.
0: I, I sincerely doubt it.
1: <laughs> All right. Talk about a rough day for Fred McMurray's son. First the fleas, then Al Pacino yelling Attica at him the rest of the day.
0: All right, Let me let me get it again.
1: Talk about a rough day for Fred McMurray's son. First, the fleas, then Al Pacino yelling Attica at him the rest of the day.
0: Fred McMurray had a son. First, the fleas. And then, oh, my God, I can't remember the movie where Al Pacino yells Attica. Attica, Attica. Because he goes like, Attica, Attica, right? (laughs) Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, I know the quote, but for the life of me... I don't remember the movie it was from.
1: Well, but the point of the game is that there's like a connecting word, so maybe if you get the first part of it, you'll... Oh, yeah, get... I'm
0: totally going to get Fred McMurray's son. And something about dogs with fleas. Fred McMurray's son. Dog this, is,
1: with... this is this is an easy one, by the way. I
0: find that quite hard to believe. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? The Shaggy Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, dog Day Afternoon. Yeah.
1: Wrong! And the Shaggy dog, dog, which I think you literally said last time we did this and i did a fred mcmurray movie you, you listed it out as one of his movies no i didn't yes you did check the tape <laughs> all right so oprah one an inauspicious start all right so that was fred mcmurray now uh do you want to make ryan mad i think let's go to make ryan mad all right sail with the paranoid captain queeg and then the deposed captain Bly in these nautical thrillers with fred mcmurray and mel gibson
0: oh come on come on what Another Fred McMurray question? Well, it made you mad, didn't it? <laughs> well, the category did deliver. I can't, uh, I can't fault that. I'm a man of my word, good sir. All right, let me hear your stupid question.
1: <laughs> Sail with the paranoid Captain Queeg and then the deposed Captain Bly and these nautical thrillers with Fred McMurray and Mel Gibson. Again, also, I actually feel this is easy.
0: Captain Queeg? And Fred, all right, Captain Queeg and Captain Bly, Captain Queeg, Captain Bly, and something about Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, Captain. Oh crap! I'm trying. I'm trying basically, I'm like, here's my strategy. Not that it's gonna help, right? But clearly there is something nautical happening here. So I'm just trying... I'm going through...
1: <laughs> yes, I, I, I literally said the word nautical. I, well, clearly something nautical happened. Yeah, because
0: I told you it was It's happening. what we like to call deductive reasoning, Dave. Let me work through my process. Okay, fine. It works so well. So, and clearly the other half of this is going to be a Mel Gibson movie. So I'm trying to think of like movies involving the sea or nautical movies and a Mel Gibson movie to connect to it. And so let's go nautical movies. We got... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, God, there's like there's like 500 Pirates movies there. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, uh, On Stranger Tides, uh, At World's End. Hey, wow, cool. <laughs> I mean, you're getting no points for that whatsoever, but good job. That I know all the names of the Pirates movies? Stranger,
1: Stranger Tides was four, by the way. World's End was three. Oh, still, I, cool. I,
0: I wasn't doing them in order. I was just trying okay. to get them yeah, all. Yeah,
1: but still good. Have, pat, pat yourself on the back for that. Again, no points in my game, but Clearly. in the game of life.
0: All right, I don't know what's the answer. The Kane mutiny on the Bounty. The Kane mutiny on the Bounty. On the oh. on the Bounty. I didn't know Mel Gibson did a mutiny on the Bounty movie. Yeah. Oh, huh. wrong. Good start. Okay, over two. In true Ryan fashion, I'm falling apart on these yeah, game shows. The, the Kane Mutiny, uh,
1: Humphrey Bogart played Captain Quig. It was a, a Herman Welk novel from like 1948. Like a- y- you know,
0: this used to start off as like, a, this, when we started this game show, it was like a real game where you actually were trying to like, come up with good questions to help me win. You have hijacked your game and just made it, how can I make Ryan mad this week? You know, like people were like, and, y- and you're hurting the audience because people used to, pl- you know, they could play this game at home and, you know, play along with me me but now you're just making it all fred mcmurray crap just to make me mad just to annoy me and i just so far i'm really
1: good i'm happy with these category titles
0: right and so the only two categories left on the board are make ryan furious and make ryan happy make ryan furious is just going to be another stupid fred mcmurray question i'm already on to you Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, of course I'm not wrong. I don't know. And then I don't the other know. category is Make Ryan Happy. Let me end on a happy note. Let's go to Make Ryan Furious. And by the way, I
1: resent the implication that these are somehow now even worse than before. They are I'm so literally, much worse. I'm literally giving you the actors' names and giving you plot points. Now I'm not even trying to be clever about it. Like, because God knows I have been with these. I've been <laughs> really smart. But, you know... <laughs> these are actually pretty pedestrian.
0: Oh, is that right?
1: But if, if you watch movies and read novels, I guess. But, you know, Ryan, you know,
0: I know. You. <laughs> you. You. You Philistine, you. Let's go to Make Ryan Furious. Let's do that one. Let's get this, let's get the last Fred McMurray one out of the way so that we can get to a good question with Make Ryan Happy.
1: All right. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This is just funny. I love this. This is funny. All right. Team up with Ethel Merman, Buddy Hackett, Sid Caesar, Milton Berle, Mickey Rooney, and more to take on zombies.
0: I've reached a whole other level of anger. (laughs) Because I've been pretty angry at these questions. But you know when you get so angry you can't even speak? That's what I'm at right now. Where every word I say... Sounds like it's being punctuated with a period because I am so mad at these questions. Is it Ethel
1: Merman that sent you over the edge? Yes, right when you got into Ethel Merman. I knew it. That's why I put it first.
0: <laughs> You're a jerk. There is a
1: method to my madness.
0: Listeners out there, do you enjoy this? Is this is, is this kind of game enjoyable? Do you email breakthebusiness at gmail.com? Let me hear it again, Dave. But
1: this is not, I don't think this is hard. I actually think this is a very, if you know movies, you'll you'll get it.
0: It could very well not be hard. As soon as I heard Ethel Merman, I blacked out from anger.
1: Well, then team up with Ethel Merman, Buddy Hackett, Sid Caesar, Milton Berle, Mickey Rooney, and more to take on zombies.
0: Whatever it is, that sounds like a pretty interesting movie with a bunch of old people. To take on zombies. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's topical. Buddy Ethel Merman, Buddy Hackett, Milton Berle. God, none of our listeners. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, with the no know one knows who these, these people are. Milton Berle wasn't he a TV star? Wasn't he more TV than movies? He also,
1: he also did some movies too, and mm-hmm. like Sid Caesar again, you know, was more TV show of shows. All right, and, and, and all right.
0: So let's go with the other half of this that we know is zombies, and <laughs>
1: that's that's where you're starting off. With. I just say the word zombies, you're like, all right, let's run <laughs> those down.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, because at least like, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, the first thing, first thing that comes to mind there is World War Z. I mean, that's kind of a zombie movie, so I'm going to be wrong, but I'm just going to go ahead and, I mean, the the only movie I can think of that's like, that has world at the end of it, um, is like, I mean, let's see, Westworld, (laughs) uh, history of the world part one. Well, I guess part one is the end of that movie title, so that can't be it, um, Westworld, history of the world, part one, um, water world, but I don't think I knew you were going to say Caesar that was in I, water I world <laughs> with Milton Burl. Oh God. Boy, you know, any of those actors in Kevin Costner's role, that would have been interesting. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and say history of the world war Z and put my finger on the wrong button.
1: Press it wrong. It's a mad, 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 mad world war Z. Oh, I got it. it's a mad, 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 mad world. Come on. It's a great movie, and there's so many people in it. Including Ethel Merman, Buddy Hackett, Sid Caesar, Milton Berle, Mickey Rooney. I never saw that movie. What if, if I put Jonathan Winters? Would that have put it over the edge for you? <laughs> Jonathan Winters. You know, Spencer Tracy, he was in that. Spencer Tracy. A bunch a, a cast of characters. Oh, Arnold Stang.
0: Oh, God, you make me
1: so. All right. And that's not, I wasn't just making up a name. That is a legitimate actor.
0: No, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. He was in Hercules uh, in New York. Was this movie in black and white or color? It was in color. Oh. Like color, color, or like kind of, What does that mean? Well, like, you know, there's color like we have now, but then there's like sort of just where a color where everything just kind of looks pinkish. When did this movie come out? It's a mad, 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 mad world. Yes.
1: I don't remember off the top of my head.
0: All right, let's do the last one. The The category remaining is Make Ryan Happy. With Fred McMurray movies. No. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm okay. joking. It's not there. Yeah, that would make, yeah. So, I mean, I've already lost the game. Wrong. But I maybe I can get this last one right and uh, spare my feelings a little you bit. If you don't get
1: this, I will be severely disappointed. This is a T-ball now for you. I, 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 I'm a man of my word. I gave you Fred McMurray. I made you mad. I made you furious. You did do all those things. Now we're going to make you happy.
0: All right. Let's do it. I'm, I'm feeling good now.
1: All right. You can't run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps, Jen. I don't care if you had some sort of magic make you older. <laughs> All right, let me hear it again. You can't run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps, Jen. I don't care if you had some sort of magic make you older.
0: Okay, you can't run a vacuum cleaners on 12 amps. I don't care if you have some magic that makes you older. All right, so, I mean, the first part of that is a line from Apollo 13. Where you can't run a vacuum. And, and that is sort of serving one up for me because I love that movie and I can recite almost every line of dialogue, much like you can. It's probably our favorite movie that we watch together. Yes. All right. So that's the first part of this. And so now we just need a movie that has the word 13 in it somewhere. Um, And it's a movie about where you get older with magic. Let me hear that second part again.
1: I'm going to give you the whole part because apparently you missed a word in there. Okay. You can't run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps, Jen. I don't care if you had some sort of magic make you older.
0: Jen. You can't run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps, Jen. I don't care if you have some magic that'll make you older. Oh my God, I got it. Yes. Thank God. Okay. The magic... All right, so you're right. Jen is an important word in that, because the Jen to which you're referring is Jennifer Garner, and the movie to which you're referring... Is thirteen going on thirty? Where she so makes it. Just, just give me the. Okay. Whole the, the, the answer is Apollo thirteen going on thirty.
1: Yes. Yes. did yes! it. Yes. Finally.
0: Wait, what was our? Uh... Oh, you son of a
1: bitch! You don't even have the sound ready to go.
0: Which one is it? No. no we did. Uh, it, it was the. Okay. Well, that's a gopher. <laughs> yeah. That's the. Sorry, I forgot where the your correct sound <laughs> effect is because we so rarely use it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes let it let it keep playing i got one of the four right
1: this is the happiest moment of your life and yet you almost couldn't even celebrate it properly
0: my book could become a new york times bestseller and it will not reach the happiness i feel right now because i got one of them right you were freaking me out man i'm like wait
1: a minute no is he not gonna get this like the one thing you're right i served you on a platter
0: Oh, you're right. The gen was an important part. Yeah, because
1: like, like, why are you? Aren't you listening to me? I'm making sure I don't say John because the line is you can't run a vacuum cleaner on twelve amps, John. Why can't all of your
0: questions be that easy? Because that's not too easy. I had to think about it, but I think that that kind of question gets my brain going. I have a good chance of getting it right, but also getting it wrong. The the audience can play more capably because the mo- references are more modern. Why can't why can't all of your questions be like that?
1: Actually, I think I just thought of one on the top of my head do i do one for fun sure why not we'll do one more and then we're out of here all right so i just have to think about how i'm trying to like really quickly word it you can't run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps tony Shaloub. i don't care how many ghosts you got in your house
0: <laughs> is that like apollo 13 ghosts yeah something? i realized
1: i said the word ghost in the damn clue <laughs> that
0: makes it, all right that makes it easy oh uh, thanks for uh taking the time to now, stop. do you like oh. this
1: system of categories, sure. And should we keep it this way forever, Fred McMurray? Make rhyme? No. You want me I, to change I, that up?
0: I would. Nothing would make me happier than for Fred McMurray to be permanently excommunicated from your as yet untitled game show.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say like you want all Fred McMurray movies to be found and destroyed, and the, the government to round them up, all copies, and like throw them in a fire or something. Such is your distaste of Fred McMurray.
0: And and you know what? I honestly, I couldn't even pick him out of a police lineup what like honestly like i i only know him vaguely from you know guest spots on i love lucy because i kind of remember him on nick at night but i have i've only become so angry with him only because he symbolizes my contempt for your stupid game show which is actually a great game show and i think it's very entertaining but i'm okay. angry
1: all right you realize now you've given me fodder to torment you like for hours now i'm aware on the that. show and off it's gonna be weeping angels and fred mcmurray
0: All right. Thanks to Chris Corey for coming by earlier. Thanks to you as well, Dave, for ruining my life on a weekly basis. Hey, I made you happy at the end. You did make me happy at the end. I'll give you that. (laughs) And we will see you next week on the Break the Business Podcast.